India Charts the truth about the markets India Charts publishes Nifty Daily daily video updates the weekly Elliott Wave outlook and the long shot report covering all asset classes Hi everyone this is Rohit Srivastava the founder of India Charts rubbing in with my market outlook as always the last one month has been pretty grueling but a very very tight range for the nifty we've still not seen a new high post the high that we made in february after the post budget rally a lot of talk has gone around two specific markets us bonds and the us dollar index both of those have played some spoil sport with the markets in the short term but if you really look at it the last 7 8 days has seen a continued one sided rally in the dow jones industrial index and it has shot up to an all time high but india has still not been participating in that move so what might the reason be is it really rising bond yields you would have heard me discuss this many times before maybe post some charts there's going to be one later today which i've already put through so it should show up on social media and that is the inverse correlation between us equities and bonds also known as the risk parity trade what that reflects is the risk on or risk off environment that markets go into when they are in a risk on people buy us equities and sell us bonds which means yields go up and when it's in risk off they buy bonds and sell equities and yields go down so much of the talk that you hear recently that you know rising us bond yields are a problem historically they only become a problem at a tipping point late in the move and moment there are a problem markets fall and yields actually start going down so the correlation never really remains consistent in the same direction that means you don't see a period of rising bond yields and falling equity prices it's usually the other way which means falling bond yields are actually bearish for equity markets and rising bond yields are associated with bullish equity markets so if you simply look at the last 8 to 9 months you go all the way back to august of 2020 that's when uh, you saw a much more faster drop in bond prices and bond yields started to rise throughout the time period equity prices have been going up even the last 6 to 7 days bond yields are at the top end of the range equity prices are at an all time high so this is typical this is completely normal what you see and so all the talk around that yields are a problem are actually working the wrong way around what might then happen is that if you actually get an oversold condition which is possible if you look at my chart last week where uh, bond prices are actually reaching uh, an extreme oversold state sentiment is down to 9% the last time you had 9% on the daily sentiment index which means 91% of the people polled being uh, bearish on bonds and only 9% being bullish you haven't seen a number close to 7 to 9% since 2016 or 2018 you know so that's how far back you'll have to go and those were meaningful lows for counter trend bounces in bond prices as well so that's what i would look for that you know possibly the bond market stops falling for a while bounces back consolidates or does a counter trend rally but if that happens isn't it actually going to be negative for equity prices so that's the question people who've been reading my work started asking on the online blog uh, on Indi- india charts insiders that if you are really talking about a bounce back in yields isn't that bad for equity prices and i seriously had to think about it because till last week i was still bullish thinking that we would retest the 14 15430 mark or come close to it and we did we came close to within 100 and 150 points of that number and then all of a sudden last friday the market gave up now this giving up uh, is a very interesting setup because you actually seeing a divergence uh, between different parts of the market you have a new high 
in the mid cap indices you have a new high in the nifty 500 neither of these are being confirmed by new highs either in the nifty or the bank nifty in fact bank nifty is not even going above the 20 day moving average and even when nifty went up there uh, bank nifty did not really continue to follow it up so you, so these divergences have been building for a while and it eventually resulted in a failure of trend or the failure of nifty really to make it back to the highs again and so we have what we can call is a lower top now what we want to see is a lower top lower bottom formation and that could take a while uh, but these market internals which are beginning to show up for example if i just look at the last six months of uh, ad ratio uh, and i've posted a chart of that in the long short strategy update to you know subs are on the app you would have seen it is uh, that the ratio is making lower highs for the last uh, you know three months uh, on each market high we are seeing a lower high reading on the breadth and this is despite the all-time high reading in the mid cap index that means the mid cap index is going up but on our narrower and narrower participation by individual stocks and this narrow participation is a sign of weak market internals which is usually not good for equities so it happens over a period of time but eventually once you start seeing failure which is when markets stop being able to make a new high after a correction and we saw a correction into the 26th of feb and from there it has not been able to really make another impulsive rally all the rallies if you look at early charts look like they're corrective 3333 all over the place and uh, those corrective moves are now eventually leading to some kind of sell-off even today we are trading below the 20-day average for both the indices we've not really broken the 40-day uh, average or the previous swing low meaningfully but uh, the weakness itself probably forewarning you that such a possibility may exist and if that happens next week that is you break 14,800 or you break 34,500 on bank nifty then we are probably going to lose another 500,000 points from here on the nifty or similarly on the bank nifty is how i'm sensing it so that's what we've been writing about talking about and looking for signs and indications as to whether this trend up can continue or it's likely to fail and increasing signs are showing up that you know at least short term the momentum is lost now that's something i also mentioned in my previous two youtube videos that you would see year-end pressures but at that time i simply thought okay year-end pressures might mean you consolidate in this zone between you know 14 uh, 800 or 700 you've made a bottom near 14 600 somewhere there worst case and on the top side between 15 400 or lower high so you could have a contracting or narrowing range uh, but the way the bank nifty is now at the bottom end of its range it looks like you know if you get slightly more selling here you'll actually start making lower lows as well so that's i think the short term risk watch out for that over the next uh, you know two weeks as we head into expiration or the financial year end and a lot of fresh buying may or may not come in as you hit the financial year end or sometimes you might even get booking uh, from people who have to pay advanced taxes after all it's been a good year so that leads to some profit booking and selling of equity to make those payments and so that's where the pressure would you know logically come from uh, but uh, we've had a pretty good run i think the entire rally from september would come to an end if you actually pause over here and start getting some kind of a pullback what ends up happening though is we are also diverging then from uh, world equities because especially us equities which are making new all-time highs but we this time have not really followed up with them to new all-time highs as well and uh, in fact most of the us indices have done well but there are a couple of other markets that have gone through nice deep corrections if i actually look at say brazil okay even in september it had a long consolidation phase longer than india did so india and taiwan were probably the markets which you know had these smaller brief corrections lasting for a week or two and then again 
starting back to make new highs whereas you know places like jakarta had a entire july to september october type of consolidation phase brazil had something similar and it's also doing something similar now brazil's been in a consolidation for the last 2 3 months and still not taken off it keeps looking like it will now uh, but it's still not taken off into another rally and same way australia so australia looked like it was done it tried rallying a bit but it's not really run away to new highs as yet uh, but at least many of these markets have had long consolidation phases we haven't seen another correction since what we saw in september and that too uh, was uh, you know just lasted for a couple of weeks so maybe even if we get something similar to uh, what we saw in september that's a couple of weeks we already 3 weeks into this phase where we are not crossed uh, or maybe 4 weeks since we crossed the high in february and so give it another week or two and it'll probably be as long as far as time is concerned and if all of that ends up coinciding with what we are calling the risk off trade which means bond prices start bouncing back and you also end up getting a correction in us equities then all of a sudden it will look like everything has aligned to the same side now what could trigger that i wonder if the next couple of days uh, fed meets would have something because after all uh, people have been pushing or they they're going to you know start talking about yield curve control or start doing something to really you know bring down these bond yields but should they really be bothered if equities don't care because equities have been making new highs as these yields have been rising and if us equities are at an all time high is this really the place where they're going to be pressing panic buttons so actually i would think there'll be nothing that might come out of these meets over the next couple of days at least from the us side i don't know about uh, you know other nations i cannot talk for what they are doing on their central uh, pol- bank policies and we don't really track them i think all of us so closely except that most are on the same lines as far as their medium to longer term stimulating effects are concerned or keeping interest rates down as a policy and spending fiscal spending by the governments is concerned most of those policy frameworks i think around around the world remain similar but once the fed is done talking uh, whether positive or negative the markets may have sort of discounted that near term need for them to really put away the risk of any form of you know market reaction from either inflation or from you know the potential risk of yields and once they may talk over it if there's really nothing more for the market to digest it could very well go the other way so that's something to let's see watch out over the next couple of days how the markets respond to these uh, various central bank meetings especially the global markets our own market is not caring anyway about the short term trend as of now so this has been one of the longest gaps since i've actually written my long shot report i usually write it every month or once in two months as and when a market timing opportunity shows up but this time round well just not felt confident because after the post budget rally i thought it's just worth waiting okay let's wait for one more sign and one more signal and so far no clear signals because after the correction like i said all the bounces since the 26th of feb ended up being corrective in nature so this month is almost gone uh, i'll continue to look out for uh, the next sign let's see how the next two weeks goes maybe it gives us a good setup or something to really talk about uh, because uh, the other factor apart from bond markets was the worry around the dollar the dollar has definitely done a decent bounce back since january and by decent i mean that bear 23 38% retracement of the last fall nothing more than that so decent is not like a 61% retracement or a big uh, run up in the dollar which a lot of people wanted to predict in fact once this dollar move is now done over the last uh, two months it's very very clearly a corrective move which means not impulsive which means the larger trend remains down there's no sign that the larger trend has changed to upwards because if the rallies were impulsive i would be at least a bit worried that maybe you know there's something can change or a larger retracement can happen 
uh, there is no sign of that. So I'm pretty clear, I think, on the dollar view that it it may be in the late stages of a topping out. It could form a triangle and wave C and then roll over. It's already reached the 40-week average, but eventually roll over. So so that view doesn't change. That you know the long-term dollar bear market remains intact. The only thing we we are dealing with is the short-term impact of uh, probably equities, which have had a good run, good course, and maybe having purely a technical correction is what uh, we'll be watching out for similarly precious metals the seasonality uh, that i was anticipating uh, inverted itself so instead of jan feb march being bullish it ended up being bearish and once again we're coming close to the point where you know sentiment turns really extreme on the precious metals so watching that very very closely as uh, you know turning points start to show up and some momentum starts to build in the precious metal space or the mining space because uh, that's, I think, an interesting place as well. And uh, that definitely has been hit somewhat by bond deals because when you look at real interest rates, that's the one factor uh, apart from the dollar which really affects the price of gold. And real interest rates moved up because of rising bond deals. And it and that bump up, I think, has, had, uh, has put pressure on uh, gold prices. So if we do start getting a decline in bond yields, which, like I said, can be seen negative for equities could actually end up being positive for gold so for all you know you'll get that uh, once in a while inverse correlation between gold and us equities as well if uh, everything that i'm seeing actually plays out that way which is bond yields start to decline on a bond market rally in the next couple of weeks but the really interesting space i think would end up being silver because uh, despite the strong rally we've seen in base metals silver has really lagged behind and i think uh, there there's room for a big catch-up move to happen whenever pressures e- pressure eases on gold uh, i would really watch out for a bigger potential move in silver on the way up the next time that happens so keep an eye there it's not just going to be about uh, you know gold it's going to be about gold and silver and silver's catch up with the rest of the base metals and industrial metals and you finally got that bump up in uh, sugar stocks after a long wait, I think three, four months of consolidation and it was almost tiresome. And finally, they've moved. Of course, last two, three days, you're seeing that selling again, which is mostly coming because generally equities are selling off. And, you know, when you do an ABC correction in wave C, you'll almost get every sector pulling back. So some people have started asking me, you know, which sectors will do well because I've always highlighted that in most of my videos especially on uh, interviews on cnbc and this time around uh, and i mentioned it there as well uh, on friday that this time around i would really not back any sector for outperformance but because when you do an abc correction if wave c down starts then usually everything pulls backs once once in a while you know and uh, at that time trying to really find an outperformer is really difficult we would be really lucky if pharma does that inverse thing that it actually goes up when the market is falling but It'll, I don't. I doubt it'll face that pressure. Maybe it could be the early ones to rebound, but I guess that's the only defensive sector you could watch for that kind of move. But frankly, even today, you can't see any clear-cut momentum trend in the pharma sector stocks. So uh, no clear sign of that happening. But if at all something has to happen in a uh, uh, you know inverse relationship with equities, probably that would be the one place apart from precious metals that I've already mentioned earlier. In fact, even USDINR, if we took that as a contra trade, has been very, very peculiar in its behavior. When equities were rallying all the way from August, 
USDINR simply slowed down and stopped falling. So it was almost looking like it was creating a positive uh, divergence uh, with uh, Nifty. In fact, giving a negative sign that, you know, if USDINR is not getting uh, coming down or the rupee is not getting stronger, maybe equities will peak out. Uh, but they didn't peak out in November. They did give us a correction in Jan, but then again, uh, it didn't work there. And then eventually now this week, when you're actually seeing corrections in equities, you're seeing USDINR going up. It spiked up it sold off then again it spiked up it sold off to a lower low this week and so you're seeing seeing the INR actually get stronger when the equities are actually going down which, which is uh, again an unusual trend because this is not what you typically see so don't take it as the normal relationship I'll just take it as a short-term aberration that is going on simply because of what happened in the prior quarter when you know RBI's uh, significant intervention caused the USD INR to hold up better than it would have typically in a equity rally and because it's done that maybe right now we are seeing the reverse behavior where you know the USDNR is actually cooling off a little more than it would have during an equity correction eventually you should start seeing that inverse relationship between USDNR and the nifty showing up once again net net the next two weeks are where you need to be watchful but it should eventually result in new opportunities showing up and as they do i should have my next long shot report out by the end of this month i'm hoping for sure and that should then give you an overall picture of where all the various assets are really placed so look forward to that and i'll close with that for today's podcast thank you Nothing in this podcast is investment advice. Views on financial markets are in good faith to expand your understanding of how markets work. Please consult a registered financial advisor for the same. And yes, please share this podcast with everyone you think can benefit from this knowledge.